What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Games Gone podcast for a special World Cup final preview. We're going to do something a bit different, and we hope you enjoy it. This is the second podcast of the week, so give us a review on whatever platform you listen on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and etc. Without further ado, I want to introduce my two favorite, well, my cousin and my brother, both of them who are my co-hosts for the show. We have Shiv. Please go ahead, Shiv. What is up, people? Looking forward to this one. And we have Rithik Sony. What is up, everybody? This one is a special one. Uh, so hope you're ready because this is about to be a firecracker. Rithik, I hope you're ready because you're about to get beat down. Okay, relax. Ooh, ooh, Before we go ooh. any further, Rishi, you said my favorite and then you stopped. Who are you going to call your favorite? <laughs> Just for clarification. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this podcast is my favorite, duh. <laughs> Obviously. All right, all right. We'll, this we'll is the favorite, this po- my favorite football podcast, you know? All right, we'll pick this up. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, so, just to let you guys, listen, let the listeners know on what we are doing. Today, we are previewing the final of France versus Argentina with a bit of a twist on it. We have decided to go through the history of both France and Argentina and do... A an all-time eleven Argentina versus an all-time eleven France. Okay, we will do that. We will see who has the better squad of all, all over time. We'll do a combined eleven for the for the two countries, and then we'll go on to a few of our predictions as well as the the predictions of the final. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Before we do that, let's touch upon how. These two teams got there. Let's go through the semifinals real quick. So I'm going to go to Shiv first. Shiv, your thoughts on Argentina versus Croatia? I mean, Croatia didn't really put up a fight, did they? It's something that we mentioned in the last episode that I thought Croatia might be tired. And I think it showed. They just, they didn't have that same spark that they had had through the tournament. And, you know, that happens if you play 240 minutes of football in the same week and then have to play against a team like Argentina, you're going to get done in. But it has to be said, Messi is, he's like fine wine, isn't he? He just gets better and better. And he was crucial to the way they played. For sure, for sure. Rithik, I know you had some some uh, interesting comments on their Argentina's first two goals. You know, can I elaborate on those? Uh, yeah, uh, but first I'd like to say, I think the coach, the Argentine coach got it right. He picked an extra man in midfield to match Croatia's three in midfield. Yeah, Something the Brazilian coach didn't do and it showed. I mean, Argentina, you know, when we said their midfield was a weak area uh, and one where Croatia would target, I mean, would dominate, it showed um, actually that they were actually fairly even and at times I thought Argentina's midfield were dominating so I thought that was a really good tactical awareness from the coach. Yeah, the the first... Okay, I was confused by the penalty at first, Um, to be honest. It was... Because if you notice, Alvarez gets his shot off and the keeper is going in a line. He doesn't alter his path to run into Alvarez. He just... And he tries to stop. I don't understand what the keeper could do differently um to kind of prevent that like i get why it's a penalty because alvarez could have run around him and easily scored the tap in but i'm just like 
I'm confused as to what the keeper could do different to avoid that situation going forward because it's a really tough one. So there's there's nothing the keeper can do to avoid it, but it is definitely a penalty. Like, had the keeper got any kind of touch on the ball, it's not. Yeah. But if you if you look at it from the other angle, I think um, on Sky Sports, they have an angle from behind the goal. But you can see that the other defender is coming up behind the two of them as well. Mm-hmm. And I think what VAR looked at was that if he's not taken out, he has to tap the ball in for it to be a goal. Yeah. And that's what they look at. Like, had play just continued, the defender would have cleared it off the line, which means the goalkeeper stopped a clear goal-scoring opportunity because the ball wasn't going in naturally. Okay. And regardless of anything else, whether it was intentional or not, whether he was just following through with his save or not, if he's stopped a clear goal-scoring opportunity and he hasn't touched the ball, it's always a penalty. Yeah. Like I said, I I understand why it's a penalty. I just think it's a bit harsh on the keeper because he actually cannot do any different. But, so yeah, I mean, the penalty was class. Messi uh, took a good penalty. You know, we we talked about his uh, record, but his penalties this World Cup, I mean, that penalty in particular has been really good. And the second goal, I thought there was a bit of good fortune from Alvarez, you know, like it went off oh, a few Croatian a players. Bit. A bit. I was just being nice. I was just a being nice. <laughs> There's a whole lot of good luck. There was a slice of luck if I've ever seen some. Yeah. But but I, said, Alvarez has been clinical. It's really doesn't play for his club. Yeah. He's, no, he's very well he's When you play for Money FC, I mean, I don't think you really have a chance, you know. And you're also playing behind Haaland. Let's not forget that at the club level. So he is good. Yeah. Everyone knew it. But it's just he's found himself in a club where there's multiple other weapons as well. So, yeah. Can we also just take a minute to talk about Argentina's defence? Go ahead. Yeah. Please the do. The butcher himself. Oh, he only... like, please. Please. He only came on. He didn't even listen, start the game. Right? Listen. Listen, the butcher... When you say the words the butcher, you have to refer to the butcher of Bilbao. Not... This little short tree stump over there who can't hey, really but, do much. Yeah, hey, 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 Martinez is my height. Relax, relax. And you are short, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you are short, bud. Um, hey. Argentina, who traditionally have never had a great defense, have had three clean sheets in this World Cup. They've only mm. conceded five goals. You know, we have to look at the fact that this is not the Argentina of old that are easy to break down. I'll give you that, yeah. I think it comes well, from a good yeah. structure off the ball rather than the defence alone. Um, they drop into a, a very compact 4-4-2 when they're off the ball, which is, as we know from the olden days, it's a hard formation to break. And you have like a bunch of players covering for Messi's, uh, you know, he won't, Messi's uh, inab- not inability, like Messi's not... Mm, Messi's load if like defensively. I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. It, it won't really necessarily work off the ball that much, but at the same time, why would you want him to? Exactly. <laughs> when, no, no, no. I, I why get would why you want him it. to why would you want him to do any defensive work when he can just destroy the next generation's great Gavardiol? I don't know where the next generation create, tag came from. I don't know. I'm just yeah, I mean he's I had just, what, uh, you know eight eight goal contributions in the six games so far. 
Yeah, I think he, no. Is it eight or is it more? Because I think he has yes. four assists, if I'm not mistaken. I think one got taken away, so he has three now. Okay, it was the so Alvarez then, yeah. one that people weren't sure about because of the deflections it took. Okay, fine. Mm. So then, yeah, eight in in the space of what six games? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we got got to see a bit of messy magic, and um, he definitely took Gavardiol and showed him how to do things. <laughs> But um, overall, I think Croatia weren't that great. And what you did say, their tiredness showed. And obviously, I think that, to be honest, if you look, analyze their previous games, they've somehow found a way without really scoring goals, especially in the um, in the knockout stages. I know they scored against Brazil, but you could argue there was a deflection. But yeah, so in the end, uh, Croatia couldn't really keep up. And uh, Argentina... Um, Got through. Let's head over to the other semi-final of the game. Morocco versus France. I'll start off with you, Riddick. Your thoughts, please. Um, yeah, I mean, it went as predicted, didn't it? Like Morocco won 2-0. I mean, France won 2-0, sorry. But what I thought France did that other teams didn't do is France were comfortable just letting Morocco have the ball. They were they were just like, okay, we've seen you stay compact and um, keep your shape well, but now try and break us down, which I thought was something we hadn't really seen from other teams, which is maybe why they lost the other teams. On, But also, uh, again, a bit of fortune with their first goal, you know, just deflects Mbappe shot, deflects to Teo Hernandez. I mean, great finish still. He had a lot of work to do, but a bit of fortune there. And... I after the first goal, I thought for like the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half, Morocco played quite well and they were close to getting a goal, but they just missed the striker up front to finish the chance. There were chances they had where no one would shoot or the striker just wouldn't get there in time or they needed that clinical striker. And then, I mean, history made, you know, Turam's son, scores within like some crazy number like 20 seconds after coming on which is i think the fastest goal from a substitute 40 40 something seconds 40 oh, well yeah 40 seconds which is like i think the fastest goal for a substitute again element of fortune there it went off it just came off and kind of deflected onto into his path so in terms of luck i think france got a bit of luck you know the deflections went their way but nothing more than it is nothing less than they deserved in my opinion, they were better the whole time. Uh, yeah, sure. I think I think it's interesting because obviously I wanted Morocco to do well. But yeah, everything's right. France did what France do, and it's actually something that I've seen Real Madrid do a lot as well, which is mm-hmm. in big games they give up the ball on purpose because they back themselves to win the big moments, either offensively or defensively. Look at Real Madrid in the Champions League this year against City, against Chelsea, against Liverpool. Look at France against England and against Morocco. They're happy to not have the ball because they know that when they have it, they will be effective. They will get that goal-saving block. They will get that goal-scoring chance and they will put it away. Yeah. And you know, Madrid did it to get through so many games that they shouldn't have won. And France are doing the same thing. England will be- play better than them and France won because when it came down to it, Giroud scored the one chance they had. Yeah. 
yeah. with with Morocco, we could talk about luck, but even if you know that lucky break doesn't fall to Hernandez, he still has to score it. You know, France would have come through with the victory just because that's how France play. And you know, shout out to Morocco because I think they did incredibly. And it's so good to see an African nation do that well. And yeah. you know, with that continue. But it was what, what I expected from France. And it's what I expect from France in the final. They'll let Argentina have the ball. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, come at us, but we will come back at you on the break. Absolutely. I want to mention uh, one slash three topics. One's, like One point is two people. So the first point I want to mention is about two French players in particular. One is Antoine Griezmann, because... This this World Cup, he has been incredibly uh, quiet in terms of in front of the goal, but he has done work all around the pitch, supporting in different areas of the pitch. So I saw him track all the way back to his own box. I saw him clear the ball um, a couple of times off the uh, sorry not off the line, but in in terms of the last line with the defense. I saw him help the attack and facilitate the midfield. He's been everywhere for them. This, this World Cup, and he hasn't got the goals, he hasn't got the assists, but he's a quite a um, effective piece in their in their team, and I don't think this team is as good as without him. Um, that's the first, like, half of the first point I want to make. The second point is Ibrahimo Kunate. This man is so good. I don't think you all understand, okay? He is so good that they had to test him and Jules Kunde right after the game just to make sure they weren't doping or something like that. I don't know if you guys saw the reports or not, but yeah, they genuinely that. had to like try to drug test them. That just speaks to how good they are, and they're very young. Like, Konate is super young. He's been playing for Liverpool. Like, I have seen him more. Rittig and I have seen him a lot more than others because we watch Liverpool week in, week out. And last year, he had a great season. And in my opinion, I'm not trying to get into any debates or anything over here, but he's kind of showing the world that you guys are getting hyped about Saliba, but he's the one who's starting the games when one person's not playing or anything, and he is keeping this team in there no matter what. So those are the two French players I want to mention. But the other, the, the, the last player I want to mention is Jawad Cristiano Ronaldo El Yamik. Okay, this man nearly scored the bicycle kick oh, in yeah. a World Cup semi-final. Okay, oh, he hit the incredible. post. This man is a centre-back. His he name is Jawad well. Cristiano Ronaldo El Yamik. For anyone who doesn't know, plays number eighteen in the squad of Morocco. That was such a great effort. Like that. Oh, like oh. Oh, I wanted that. Right you know, I wanted France to win, but I wanted that to go in so badly. I thought that went. <laughs> I thought that went in. Okay. Oh man, I was, I was, you know, I was just, I almost lost my mind. I still lost my mind despite him hitting the post because, yeah, who was a center back, bro? What's he doing digging bicycle yeah. kick <laughs> like that? On, you know, on Griezmann quickly. Yeah, I think he has been France's best player. Yeah, like right. comfortably their best player at the World Cup. Right, and I think it's interesting because he's always been a little bit in the shadows in previous tournaments, and I wonder if because there's no Kante, there's no Pogba. There's this huge gap in midfield. And, you know, Chukmeni, he can he can fill that defensive role. But offensively, they were struggling a little bit to figure out who was going to be that playmaker in, in the middle of the park. And I think Griezmann has absolutely reinvented himself and nailed it. 
yeah, I'd agree with that's that. That's why I had to mention. That's why I had to mention him. Uh, all the eyes and the plaudits are going to people like, you know, Mbappe. Obviously, then you have um, Lloris and the defense and everything. But for me, he's been effective everywhere on the pitch, which is, yeah. you know, kind of like an old school number ten, really. Like, but maybe even better because he's been contributing defensively way more than. Um, number tens in the past, so he's playing like an yeah. eight. I'd say he's playing yeah, like, an eight. Yeah, like yeah. a box. The box is everywhere. I saw him in his own half clearing the ball. Um, exactly. I, I seen him make that run, um, for the opener. You know. Yeah. He was a menace to the Moroccan players, and he has been a menace to everyone. And yeah, he's playing a really, really deep, like a deeper midfield role. Something yeah. he's not used to, but he's doing it really well. So yeah, yeah. credit to yeah. Griezmann. Definitely and on, credit to him. On Konate, like, what can you oh, say boy. about Konate? Oh, what well, are when you have two Liverpool fanboys on the same? Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted to hype up this Cangro Martinez? <laughs> Allow it, bro. The butcher. Allow it. The butcher. the butcher has done nothing, bro. He's been chopping me on the bench. Um, he only came on I that do... game as well. Like he only came on at like minutes fifty or seventy. <laughs> so like, you know why I think that is actually? I think it's because he's too small, and Croatia have so much height. I think that's the there only reason go. that they did it. You like, don't he did say. play in the group games, right? But I do think that was a tactical decision. Um, yeah, one last player I want to mention before we move on is Amrabat. Oh, thank what? you, thank you so much. I forgot. Like I have never seen that level of work rate in a player. Yeah, um, yeah. when he took Mbappe out, I almost like died of laughter. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that tackle. But, I looked um, at it yeah. recently. Honestly, he was everywhere. It was yeah. unbelievable. I said you know, Shiv, the game. Sorry, go ahead, Ruthie, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, like, I said, I sent a message on the group saying the exact same. Amrabat is everywhere, and the tackle was funny because, um. Mbappe outpaced him, and you're like, oh, Morocco are done here. But then in comes Amrabat flying in. And it was a safe challenge. He got the ball. So yeah. that's a proper, that's a proper Moroccan challenge. That was. I just want to say that, you know, the the world is 70% covered by water, but then the other 30% is covered by Amrabat. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. So this man was everywhere, and I definitely think he's been the midfielder of the tournament. Um, I'm pretty sure by your two replies that you do agree. Um, yeah. yeah, he's been a special player and uh, hopefully he comes for Liverpool in January. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> that finishes off our review of the semifinals. Now, I have given the task to my two beloved um, brothers over here to go through and compose their best 11 of, of all time from Argentina and best 11 from all time of France. And we are going to go, they're going to go head to head. And you know what? As listeners, I want to ask you to get involved as well and tell us who you think has the better lineup. Okay. So without further ado, let's get started into the teams and I will leave it to both of you to decide who wants to go first. So, I think you should go first, Shiv. You know what they say. Um, as yeah. you know, Argentina qualified first for the final. It's only fair. Yeah, you know, winners do go first. So it makes sense. Sure. Mm. Ooh, okay. I don't know about all this, you know, winner talk because uh, they have the same amount of World Cups. So technically, 
you know, they're both on two, so I don't know. Argentina has the goats, so you know. <laughs> France have more well, Euro wins than Argentina. This is fact, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate right. that one, big dog. You see what I'm dealing with. You see what I'm dealing with. <laughs> All right. All right. On, Let's Jim, start with the formation. All right, please go. Uh, this was a really difficult decision because Argentina have so much talent that it's difficult to find the formation that fits all those players in. Okay. So I've gone for a little bit of a weird one. I've gone for 4-2-2-2. Okay. The 10, uh, sorry, the, old, the, old the Ragnarok classic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it will work. You'll see why when we get to the attacking side of things. But I think it gives the right balance for them of two holding midfielders so that the front four can just be a front four. Mm-hmm. So starting off with goalkeeper and this guy, this guy, boys, he is incredible. I didn't realize how incredible until I started watching his highlights. And my God, but Obaldo Filol, I do apologize if I say anyone's name wrong, is absolutely ridiculous, right? Let me break it down okay. for you. He won Argentina's first World Cup. In 1978, he won the best goalkeeper award at that World Cup and the best Argentinian player of the year award in that year. Now, think about that for a goalkeeper to win best player of all the players in, in the country. He's also won South American player of the year three times. Well, you put together all of the South American nations, all of their legends, and this goalkeeper has won player of the year three times. He is an absolute beast. His save record is incredible. They call him the shot stopper, and he is my goalkeeper. All right. Same goal. Repeat (laughs) one more time the name, please, for the listeners. Obaldo Filol. All right. Apologies if we got the name wrong. You may as well put him in the combined X right now. He's going in there anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's get to that. Let's get to that. Let's get to that. All right. All right. I'm going to go the right next to left. So I'm going to start at right okay. back. Okay. And I've got the boy himself. We all know him, Zanetti. Okay. Uh, obviously played for Inter. They retired his jersey because of how legendary he was for them. And probably his crowning achievement was winning the treble with Inter. Mm-hmm. Later on in his career, funnily enough, he played in midfield because obviously yeah, I remember football. that. But I see that as an advantage here because it means he has the ball playing ability to be a midfielder. <coughs> Trent. Um, That's right. Obviously, for Argentina, he played for Argentina in that period where they didn't have that much success as a team. Okay. Uh, other than obviously the Cup of America, but I'm talking World Cup success, of course. But he did win five Serie A's in a row wow. between 2005 and 2010. That Close is... off that decade. Yeah, that is a legendary, legendary star in itself. For sure, for sure. Zanetti is a top player. Yeah, yeah definitely. go ahead. Moving on to centre-backs. This, this one took some research for you. These, these are some old-school players you're about to hear about. We've got Daniel Passarella. Right? He captained Argentina for their first World Cup in 1978. That was their first one that they won. Mm -hmm. But he was also in the back four that won the 1986 World Cup. So two World Cup wins for a centre-back. But boys, this man, right? Wait till you hear this. 
he has the most ridiculous goal record I have ever heard of for a centre-back. You know you were talking about that Moroccan centre-back earlier? Yeah, yeah. Listen to this man, okay? I, I, was, I had to double-check this. <laughs> At club level, in 447 games, this centre-back has 144 goals. What? Jeez. what? As a centre-back. He didn't play in any other position. Oh, my God. And for Argentina, it gets better. In 70 games, he has 22 goals. <laughs> Which means he's scoring every three to four games across his career. That's crazy. As a centre-back. Like, I just... There's no words. There's no words. What do you even say to that? A captain never... a leader who can score goals at centre-back. I've never heard of a centre-back with a crazier goal-scoring record than this man. Honestly, he's got more goals than a lot of midfielders do. <laughs> like... That's true. That's true. I mean, he's got yeah. more goals than Jaden Sancho, but like we move. Uh, um, on to the next centre-back then. The next centre-back is actually Passarella's partner at the 1986 World Cup. Okay. Uh, so they played well together. Had to be important. You know, synergy is everything. Uh, Oscar Ruggeri. As I said, as I said, he won the '86 World Cup, but he's also won two Copa Americas. Okay, mm-hmm. and in the '80s, he became Argentina's most capped player ever. He was obviously overtaken since, but you got to remember, in the '80s, people played football for less amount of time, so that was a big thing in itself. His nickname, you'll love this, Manchester United fans, was the big-headed one, a uh, an early days Maguire. But um, oh god. I mean, Incredible. He actually has an award that was given out by FIFA for the greatest South American defender of all time. Really? Yeah. That's it's interesting. Been... Beyond his his uh, his uh, centre back partner, Passarella. Beyond his partner, which which what? I was surprised about because Passarella is a beast. But That's crazy. I, I think Ruggeri was. I think they're very different, right? Passarella is that go forward centre-back who's going to walk the ball out how you see common centre-backs are uh-huh. you know more and more modern centre-backs whereas Ruggeri was old school he will take you out to get the ball yeah. like you know proper strength muscle win the ball no matter what type player so they're very different and I think that works quite well for them now at left-back I'll be honest boys Argentina not a lot of great left-backs <laughs> Um, yeah, I almost switched to a, a, a three-man defense because I was worried about this. But the um, the player I'm going to go for is Silvio Marzellini. Okay, he's a Boca Juniors player. He won five league titles in ten years with Boca Juniors. But the reason I've put him in here is, as I mentioned, Argentina don't have a lot of big left backs. But in the 1966 World Cup, big up England. Marzellini won player of the tournament at left back, which is in itself impressive considering Argentina didn't win the World Cup. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I think they went out early, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, also. so he was, he was one of the players of the tournament. And for me, he has to be the left back. Slim pickings at left back, I have to be honest. With <laughs> but you got someone left for France. You had to, to dig honest. deep, but you found someone. Yeah, I, I almost put Zanetti at left back at one point just to try and <laughs> just to try accommodate. I noticed the same with France when I was doing my research. Left backs was a bit barren. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit dodgy. 
Um, <laughs> all right, going to my two-man like holding midfield. We'll start with them. Okay. All right. The man, you boys will love this. I can just, I can hear the cheers already. The man, the myth, the legend, Javier Mascherano. Yeah, <laughs> baby, West Ham goat. Um, I knew, like, I had to put him in there, right? Five La Liga wins, two Champions League wins. He's actually, and I didn't know this, the second most Argentina cap player in history. He's only behind Messi in that regard. Oh, and probably his, for me, his best World Cup performance was in the 2014 edition. Uh-huh. Where, if you recall, Argentina didn't have a very good defensive line at that point. Uh-huh. None of those defenders made it onto this list, for example. Well, obviously. But in the knockouts of that tournament, Argentina went 330 minutes without conceding a goal. And he was marauding that back line. You know, we've seen oh, him do yeah. it. We've seen him do it for Barcelona. We've seen him do it for Argentina. One of probably one of the best CDMs in all of history. But he did it at centre back. Yeah, he, he had a double joint. I remember Barcelona converted him into a centre back as well, just to make yeah. sure he kept playing. So, yeah, ever, yeah, ever considered him a centre back or not? As far he did drop into centre back, and and that shows his intelligence on the pitch. I think. Right. Um. Yeah, he's had some controversial moments. I know. Of course. But... <laughs> Honestly, as a CDM, he was Kante before Kante. He was unreal. Yeah, I hear that. Kante, a French as the other player, holding midfielder. Huh? Okay. Sorry, say that again, Rithik. I said Kante, a French player. Okay, yeah. okay, I'm taking Ooh, notes. Okay. I, know, I, know, I, know, I know Kante is coming up, so there's all say it now. Get out ahead of it. Right, the <laughs> other holding midfielder. I actually looked at a fair few people for this because Argentina has so much talent. But um, I even thought about putting Diego Simeone in there. But I've gone oh. for Osvaldo Ardias. Again, okay. I apologize if I say that wrong. And really, I've gone for him because I think he complements Mascherano better than Simeone would. Okay. Um, I think Simeone is a little bit too defensive. And because Mascherano is defensive, it doesn't really work. Whereas Ardias is a box-to-box midfielder. They nicknamed him the Python because of how he plays. And, you know, he was the key in the midfield to winning the 78 World Cup. He was defending, he was attacking, he was doing it all. And English fans might remember him because he is a Spurs legend. Yes, Spurs do have legends, believe it or not. That's about all he they was, got. Yeah, he was, he was Spurs before Spurs became Spurs, if you know what I mean, because he's won three trophies with Spurs. Wow. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm uh, not used yeah, to yeah. hearing winning trophies and Spurs in the same sentence. I know. Our younger viewers are going to be shocked. But he won two FA Cups and a UEFA Cup with Spurs. It was yeah. just after the ban on foreign players was lifted. And, um, yeah, this man's a dog. Because when the Falklands War happened, he then couldn't play for Spurs. So he went to play for PSG for a year and then went back to Spurs and won another trophy. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. He is a... He's a certified beast in the midfield. And I think the reason I went for him was he can dribble the ball as well. Okay. When you're playing a two-man pivot, I feel like one of the players has to be able to play with the ball. Makes sense. Yeah, you need a ball player. That's why I've gone for him. Okay. Okay. 
right? Now, you ready for this? Your your cams. I have oh, an English. Okay, I kind of know where you're going here, but I'm gonna let you say it anyway. <laughs> All right, for right attacking mid. Yes, I'm gonna specify which order they're gonna play in. Messi. Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi. 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 Is there any point even doing the stats about this guy? You know what? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Go on then. Hit us. This World in. Cup, Messi will break the record for most minutes played by any player at a World Cup. He only needs 24 more minutes and obviously he's in the final. He's behind Maldini, interestingly. Ah. He is one behind Pele for all-time World Cup assists. And he has the Argentinian record for all-time World Cup goals. At club mm-hmm. level, the man himself, 701 goals and 333 assists in 853 games. That Yikes. means he averages a goal contribution less than 90 minutes across his entire career. That's crazy. It is absolutely ridiculous. I don't even know what I'm doing talking about Messi. You all know him, the goat himself. Um, good time to plug that we're going to do a Messi versus Ronaldo episode soon. Yeah, yes. and we're going to bring our, our uh, diehard cousin in for this as well. So stay tuned for that one. Now, before you move on, weirdly enough, I actually, Messi has a goal every 104 minutes. <laughs> okay. I was over his whole career, just goals. The only reason I know this is in preparation for the next episode. But yeah, <laughs> he is absolutely ridiculous. And there is no one I would rather have as right attacking mid. Than Messi, I actually thought about playing him further forward, but um, I think he could dominate as a cam. Okay, and you'll see why I don't have him as a striker when you hear how ridiculous Argentine strikers are. Oh, I have an idea, but I'll let you go ahead with it. Right then, left attacking mid, I have the other go, Diego Maradona. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, hand of God or not, the man defies all logic when he's on the pitch. And can you imagine Maradona and Messi playing together? (laughs) Absolutely unreal. Look, he's won FIFA player of the century. Yeah. That in itself warrants goat status. He captained Argentina to the 1986 World Cup win when he single-handedly basically got them through it. I don't know if anyone's seen the highlights. I know I definitely have. Uh, I see what you did there. Germany in the final. Handedly. (laughs) I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. That was my pun for the day. Um, (laughs) In the final against West Germany in 86, they double marked him the entire game. They had players that were out of formation just marking him. And he still got an assist. The guy is just mind-blowing. He has a hundred... And 59 goals and 82 assists in 343 games at club level. So very similar in terms of contribution to Messi. But most importantly, in the 1986 World Cup, and I was shocked to read this, he created or attempted more than half of Argentina's shots. Not shots on target, just shots full stop. You think about how many shots a team has. He created or attempted more than half of those. That is the impact of Maradona straight in the team. Join us for part two in a minute where I will talk through our strikers. Peace. Peace. Peace.
Welcome back, everyone. We're going straight into part two. Just before we go into part two, just a quick recap. Shiv has gone with a 4 2 formation, and we left off right as his left and right cams have been selected. And to everyone's shock, he has gone with Leo Messi on the right and Maradon on the left. Riddick, before we even go ahead, any comments? <laughs> Because your team looking well, in trouble right now. <laughs> all right. All I'm going to say is we wait till I name my back line because they'll get snapped up. They ain't getting close to that goal when my back line come to the foray. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it makes sense. If you, if you have Konate, then you have a chance. But no, you know, everyone's, cool. everyone's a big big player until the game starts, you know? if you look at at our parents generation and our generation there are four goats of football there isn't Messi, Ronaldo, Maradona and Pele and I have two of them in my starting 11 what are we even talking about what are we doing have you not seen that video of Maradona running from the halfway line past five people have you not seen that video of Messi doing the same thing have you not seen them side by side But Shiv, you know, you of all people know that you may have the best players, but if you ain't got the team togetherness and team spirit, you lose. So oh, all right, all right, big words, big words. I, I, right, I didn't realize you were representing the mighty ducks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> before we um, go in to see what France says, let's um uh, let's load up your strikers then. Oh, to see how boys, you who's gonna score the goals for this team. Well, as if Messi and Maradona weren't going to get enough goals, I have a treat at Strikers for you boys. Okay. The first one I'm going to go for is Alfredo Di Stefano. What a legend. He didn't play for Argentina for very long. My God. You think Haaland had a goal-scoring record? This guy was on different, different levels. He scored 216 goals in 282 games. And to that, you would think, oh, he was probably playing in some Brazilian or Argentinian league. No, that was for Real Madrid. (laughs) This man is a legend. He was the striker that won five consecutive European Cups, which is obviously what the Champions League used to be called, for Real Madrid. He's won the Copa America. He is a goal-scoring machine. So if if your defenders are busy with Messi and Maradona, it doesn't matter. Di Stefano is going to tap it in. That is my first striker. Okay, okay, Di Stefano. You got a little Galactico action in there, okay. Yeah, yeah, got to be done. Got to be done. And his partner, my God, this man, he is in the FIFA top 100 players of all time. Okay. Gabriel Batistuta. Uh, (laughs) I mean, how could I not, right? How could I not? The only player in history in history, boys, to score a hat-trick at two different World Cups. Think about that. He was a Fiorentina legend, obviously, 167 goals in 269 games. But his Argentina record is even more impressive. He's got 10 goals at World Cups. And so he's only playing Messi in that regard. But for Argentina in general, 77 games... And 54 goals. Like at an international level, I think. Is there any better? No is the answer. 
<laughs> okay, answered it for me. But yeah, um, nah, that record is immense. I mean, between them, you're talking about so many goals between Messi, Maradona, Di Stefano, and Batista that Batistuta, sorry, that it it just defies logic. Like it, it, it doesn't really matter who I've got a left back when I have those four up front. Okay, you say that now, but but that is uh, you a see, legendary front four. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, Riddick, man, your team be looking slim pickings. You have it. This is everyone's. A I don't even. Oh, you know what's crazy? I haven't seen thing. your team yet. I haven't even seen your exactly. team yet. Exactly. But we have just done the combined XI boys. Like, <laughs> it's done. Ah, <laughs> all right. Think you're all right. Wait till he's, I get well, he's up against it. He's up against it. Let's see what he's got. You know, he might. Yeah. France have some. Come Let's on. see what France got. All right. Yeah. So now, with that said, really over to you for France. All right. So obviously, I got France, and um, I got a, I got something to compete against apparently but we all know there's only one team that i'd pick here so i've put some thought into this and i went with a 4-2-3-1 formation okay i was tempted to go with a back three but i wasn't too sure so i decided a 4-2-3-1 so in goal we've got barthez now i'm gonna be honest i didn't really know him all that much you know until like very recently uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say Bartes? Yeah. I did. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, just checking because, you know, up until, up until I don't know, yesterday, someone didn't know about him, but we move. Wait, you didn't hear about this? No, no, <laughs> no. He's just trying, you know, he's just trying to make me lose. I said, oh, he was like, oh, French keepers. And I was like, man, do you not know who Bartes is? He's like, stop making up names. I'm like, <laughs> as a joke. Excuse okay, me. I really but... knew about him. All right. okay, I am a ball man. Okay, go He's ahead. Got, he played between 94 and 06, you know, so he played a part in the 98 success for France and in the 2000s Euro success. He won the Yashin Trophy and the European Keeper of the Year during the for the World Cup performance in 98. And he's kept the most clean sheets in the World Cup. 10, uh, 10 clean sheets in the 17 games he's played. And watching his highlights, you know, he's a very athletic keeper. He's good at saving penalties, great reflex stops. So, you know, and he is better than Lloris. So, you know, we have to okay. go with Bartez in goal. So your strike is already quaking in the boots because his reflex saves are that good. <laughs> nice. that, that bald head is going to reflect the sunlight, yeah? Exactly. Oh, you better hope they're playing at nighttime, buddy. <laughs> Nah, it's all right. Dude. It'll reflect the stadium light, lights. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. All right. Big talk, but big talk. Bartez as if in. Bartez wasn't enough in goal. In front of him, at centre-back, I've got Desai. You know? Okay, Desai. Cap played between 93 and 04. Okay. He was the captain after Didier Deschamps. He became, at the time, in 2003, the uh, most capped French player. He's a World Cup and Euro winner. Very physical, very imposing, great tackling ability, great anticipation. You know, he's six foot one, so he's he's a he's he's a brick wall, unlike some so-called butchers at the back. Okay. And then and then to partner him, okay, as if that wasn't enough. I went with Laurent Blanc. Now. Okay. Okay. 
What more to say about Laurent Blanc? Okay. From 1989 to 2000, he partnered Desai at the back for the World Cup. You know, he retired, but he was so good. This man was so good that the manager was like, nah, you got to come back. And he's like, you know what? I'm back. And then he was a cornerstone for the team in 94. The manager, Amy Jacquet, you know, built the team around him as well. And interestingly enough, he scored the first golden goal of the World Cup in, I, th- I believe, 98. In the, I can't remember Talk what round it was. A... But... Talk about a goal-scoring centre-back, eh, Shiv? <laughs> golden um, nothing goal. Nothing my boy, but fair enough. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, you may be saying, oh, but where's Turam? Where's, like, one of the second highest French cap players? Well, don't worry, because I got him. He's at right back where he played. Yeah. Most of the tournament, the 98 tournament, he played at right back. Okay. He's the second highest capped French player, 142 appearances, only surpassed by Lloris just in this World Cup with 144. France really do miss fullbacks, don't they? (laughs) Are they doing that at the moment? Are they playing a fullback? No, 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 no. They they aren't. They started out trying to do that with Hernandez's brother, the one who got injured. He's technically by trade a centre-back. And they did that last World Cup with Pavard. <laughs> but these guys are actually not full-backs. They're, they're centre-backs. Wow. So, yeah. We have Turam, okay, at right-back. Because he played most of 98 at right-back. And he is a dominant athletic footballer. Good at blocking shots, tackling. He's not His best position was obviously centre-back. But when you have the two I mentioned just before at centre back, you gotta you and you he's good enough to be in this team as well. You had to put him at right back. Um, he was at fault for the uh, goal for, against Croatia. You know he kept them on side, but he made up for it by scoring his only two goals. Okay, of his whole international career, and what a time to score them in the semi-finals of a World Cup that they eventually go on to win. He scored a great left-footed curler for the second one and a great right-footed goal as well. And by his own admission, he did not know he could shoot with his left foot, and yet he scored. So, Wait, so your all-time fullback has two goals? Well, I'm sorry. It's nothing on your center back, but you know, fullbacks back then were meant to defend, as I've been told by many people when uh-huh. talking about Ooh. another. I mean, yeah. I do remember those were your words, you know. Fullbacks are meant to defend. <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody cares about his no defense. He's not actually a fullback, is he? Like, exactly. He was a temporary center back. I mean, fullback. His best position was right back, but which he later goes on to play in later years. But he was very good at right back. Now, for left back, I'm not going to lie. This was a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Seems you both struggled for left backs. (laughs) Purely because he played in the 98 uh, team. His name is Bixente Lizarazu. Apologies if I said that wrong. I think it's pronounced Lizarazu. Lizarazu. Thank you. He is 5'7", so there is hope for us 5'7 people, you know? There is hope. <laughs> he played for Bayern, and he, he was part of the golden age of French players. So, 
He won 97 caps for France. World Cup winner, Euro winner. He got a goal and an assist against Saudi Arabia in the World Cup 1998. Uh, 90, Obviously, I think it was 4-0 the final score, but golden assist. So he... um. He, you know, he completes our back line, which is bound to stop your attackers. Ship. It is just, just bound to do it. Like three six foot plus center backs, beasts at the back, and one, you know, smaller guy, but he's there to block. I mean, I mean, in Argentina's defense, they're all tiny. Like exactly. I don't think it's ever made a difference to them. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So uh, there's already one. Um, one quality that my French centre backs have over your attackers, you know. Now let's come into midfield, the midfield pair. As if these four players, as if these uh, four center, uh, two centre backs, the right back, and sorry, as if the back line wasn't enough. We have in midfield Patrick Vieira. I mean, what more can I say about Patrick Vieira, Arsenal legend, part of the. One of the great achievements of Arsenal, you know, the Invincibles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. DM, Beast, Captain. Um, not Captain for France, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, physical Beast. Read the game beautifully, could carry the ball. So, Vieira in front of the, the back line. To pair him. Now, to pair him, I... This was a toss-up. I was... I could have picked... Makaleli could have picked Kante, but but now this may be controversial, but I picked Deschamps. Okay. Oh, Didier. I don't know. Okay. Partly, maybe this is partly swayed because of his, you know, his his exploits as a coach, winning the World Cup and now going to a second back-to-back final, something only Brazil has managed to do, and he could win it. But I picked him over Kante. Just I don't know because. He was the first French captain to win the World Cup. It has to mean something. You know, his teammate Cantona, he he was he called him the water carrier, as in he did all the dirty work for his attackers to play and kind of do what they did best. He captained France to a Euros win as well. And as I said before, I think recent exploits and just what he's done as a coach kind of pushed him just above. I know he's we're looking at it just players, but to give a little bit of leeway for him. So I put uh, Deschamps in. Now, at Cam, I have a treat for you boys. At Cam, I've got... Oh. I hope you can hear this. I hope you can hear this. No, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't hear anything. Buddy. couldn't hear anything, I picked... Zinedine Zidane! No, dude. Shock horror. Zinedine Zidane! <laughs> I mean, he'd I get a red card, so I don't know how, uh, how you I had to. Be. I had oh, to yes. pick Zidane. You know, Ballon d'Or winner. Scored two goals in the final of 98. Scored the golden goal in semi-final of the Euros. Um, What can I say about Zidane that you guys already don't know? I mean, funnily enough, interesting fact. He um he was only given his chance because of Cantona's ban. But when Cantona came back, Zidane was so good that they could not give the place back to Cantona. So we all know how good Cantona was. So if Zidane's keeping him out the team, 
there's got to be a reason. And he's often dubbed as the best French player to ever play. There is no way where some of these other greats that I'm going to go on to mention, um, if they are, if this praise is coming from them, you know that this player was immense. And he's got great headbutting skills, if that's what you're... If you want, you know, a bit of South well, American flair, here's a bit of a French fight. You know what I'm saying? He's, <laughs> he's good for us. He's, he's like down the, for a scrap. Yeah, he's like yeah. the fourth Galactico, we've said, you know. He's a, yeah, that's very you know, true. A lot of Galacticos in this league. He also, <laughs> very true. One thing on Zidane, obviously, he was, he ran the show in the 98 final when you have someone like Ronaldo on the other side. Of well, that why, final, are you gonna, why, why are you playing him? Why are you going to do this, bro? Okay, just, why look, as much as I'm a Brazil fan, I'm trying to, you know, I have to, I have to be fair. Hey, Brazil all-time be. 11 crushes these two. Anyway. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> right. right. So you so have a Zidane Zidane. That's my, so that's my cam. Now, left of Zidane. Actually, I'll go with right of Zidane first. I'm right so wing. Like, who are you going to put here? Right wing. I'm going to play Mbappe there. Okay. Oh, current player. Current player. What? Now, I wanted to players. keep. Oh, I wanted to avoid this as best as I could, but I couldn't help it because Mbappe. I mean, already won the World Cup at age nineteen. He became the 18. youngest player. No, he was nineteen 18, at the time. Oh, okay, he was. Um, okay. He became the youngest player since Pele to score in a World Cup final. You know. He is the youngest goal scorer in French history. He's only 23 currently, so he can break all the records of um, players. You know, he can play left wing, striker, right wing. So tactical fluidity, great dribbler, pace, uh, great pace. He is the current golden boot holder. He is winning the golden boot at the minute. He's got five goals this World Cup. He's very clutch for France. Uh, he's uh, drawing no, yeah, with the goat Messi. Let's Messi not... and Mbappe are on five. Let's not uh, let let's be clear that Messi is also yeah. on. Well, uh, actually, someone forgot to mention it out that in the their world. Argentine section. So, well, they're, they're battling it out for the the Golden Boot winner and the World Cup winner. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, and he could be the second youngest player behind just Pele to win two World Cups at twenty three. Back to back as well, yeah. Back to back as well. It's interesting you're playing him on the right wing though, not the left wing. I'll I think you, right you know what? I think I know who he's gone left. And he's already scored nine goals in the World Cup for France. Nine. And he can play. Yeah. He's so young that he could play the next two, three, four World Cups. You you never know. So honestly, Mbappe has to be there. Left wing. I think you guys know who I'm gonna put here. But it has got to be. Thierry Henry. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. French top goal scorer until this World Cup where he's where Giroud broke it. One of the most capped, one of the highest capped players for France ever. You know, he won the he won the World Cup, won the Euros. What more? And he was an Arsenal legend, Barcelona legend. Everywhere he went, silverware came with. So what can I say about Thierry Henry that you guys already don't know uh, what a player like to play striker as well. But who I've gone at striker is uh, part part of the reason why I put him at left wing. Okay, so. okay. I just have one. You know, I mean, 
you mentioned a little earlier. I hope the striker is who you mentioned right before, you know, was the top goal scorer until said striker took him over. But Spoiler alert, you... it is not. It is not Giroud. Ah, how okay. are you going to ignore France's all-time top goal scorer? Olivier, I am a model Giroud, okay? Because the player I've put instead was dubbed France's greatest ever player until Zidane, so... Who the hell are you putting in there? I'm putting Platini in there. Okay. Ooh. Now, Platini was an idol to these players. Terry Henry's idol. Terry Henry said in an interview recently, growing up, Platini was my idol. And Zidane, you know, he picked Zidane as the best player, but Platini had to be there. He's got 41 goals, 17 assists. Interesting fact, by the way, I found this quite interesting. On transfer market, it said he played a friendly for Kuwait. I don't know why, but he's done that too. <laughs> so he's played a friendly for Kuwait, which they, I they got that oil money. <laughs> yeah, they had that oil money as well back in the day. Yeah, like yeah. Platini, Platini is not above taking a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, yeah, he had injury problems in his career, but. And he was told at 17 he would never become a footballer when he went on trial at Mets because he had poor athleticism, breathing problems, and a weak heart. But then he joined Nancy the year after, and he was key to them getting promoted again. And set-piece specialist, he's won three Ballon d'Ors, and you know he captained France in the... I can't remember which World Cup... I always forget. But he did captain France in one of the World Cups and was key to their... Uh, he got them to the semi-finals, I believe, when they got knocked out. Mm. I mean, Platini had to be in there. So, yeah, that's that's my right, 11. I guess I'll, I'll put down Giroud as a super sub. Giroud. Benzie. Uh, yeah. Benz, Giroud, and Kante on the bench. <laughs> You know, I, I actually, should. in preparation for this, I made my own France 11. And, oh, uh, interesting. I didn't have Platini as the striker, funnily enough. Who did he you was a cab, but I had to put him at striker. because I had, had, I had Thierry Henry as the striker. And I'll run through your team real quick. I want to see what the differences are. It was basically the same. Um, I did have Kante playing. Ah, okay. So that's where the... That's the, that was my other CDM because I, I okay. think he's just incredible. And then my front four was Mbappe, Platini, Zidane, and then Henri in front of Henri. Okay, so you put Henri as striker. You shuffled him around basically. Yeah, so okay. I, I just feel like Henri was more lethal for Arsenal as a striker than he was. Fair as enough. A I mean, to be honest, I saw him as a left forward. Yeah. You know, kind of like how Ronaldo tailored his career when he was at Real Madrid. Yeah, but yeah. Um. So, I mean, great 11s. Like, I'm really puzzled, actually. I don't know who would win this. I don't know it's who would France. win this indeed. It's, it's very challenging. I mean, oh, I don't know. I think it's kind of in... A, in actually, Shiv and Riddick, I don't know if you would agree with me. It's kind of the same storyline or same theme as the World Cup final. I think, okay, on paper, I'm just going on paper, the all-time 11 of... France from top to bottom looks stronger. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then you have generational players on the other side, which is Argentina. 
Yeah. So it, I mean, that's exactly what we're gonna see in the final, uh, come Sunday. France have the overall better side, I would say, overall more complete side. Yeah. But then you have greatness in Leo Messi, and then how he can affect the game. Yeah. And Argentina do have a strong side as well. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm just saying that. Yeah. On, I mean, the overall complete squad definitely goes to France. So it leads us perfectly into the final. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Luckily, you know, this debate can only be settled by what's on paper. So in, in truth, Rishi said, I want you. So I'm sorry, but better luck next time. <laughs> I mean, I said you had the better the better overall lineup. I didn't say you would. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, this can is, I this go is for a 5-5 really. draw? I have the better overall team, but you don't have that player. You don't have the Messi, the Maradona that can put the whole team on their back. And he's got Sorry. two of them. Argentina's yeah. got two of them, dogs. Bro. Yeah, but I've got four players that will share the load on their back. They'll carry them together. It is a debate. It is a debate. I do encourage all the listeners... Okay, to get involved in this in this little debate and give us your opinion as to who do you think has the better lineup? Who do you think are you know is 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 the team that's going to win? And if they've if our two great panelists have missed out on anybody, you know why don't give us you know get reach out to us and tell us who you think should be in these teams? Absolutely. So I think it's a incredible yeah. debate to have. I will. Yeah, I'm going to say this game is like a 5-5 draw. Okay, I'm, that's what I'm going for. Okay, I don't... Yeah, I'm sticking to that. Great. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard. I mean, I don't I don't think either of you could really, truly, you know, give a compelling argument for one team or another, right? I know one has goats, one has great players. But look at the side on the other side. Yeah. So, yeah. The defensive solidity. all right well that is the two lineups now in a real real like you know competitive flow we're gonna go for a combined 11 let's see how you guys get on over there so i want to start we'll go through these very quickly okay because we want to give our previews to the next round uh the the final sorry so combined 11 keeper who are you going for? Sorry, before the keeper, let, let's 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 agree on a formation. I apologize. Let's let's take a step back. What are we going for formation wise? Either four three three or four two three one. In my opinion, that's the most popular formation nowadays. So I think I'd let's start with a four two three one because four, we three, probably both one. have more attackers than defenders. Yeah, and that will let us have more attacking talent on the pitch, and mm-hmm. then we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, on a word of attacking talent and more attacking talent on the pitch, I remember a certain GOAT that is on this list of teams was coaching one of the teams, okay? And he decided to have four the back, one defensive mid, the rest strikers, okay? And this man is named Diego Armando Maradona. Okay, mm-hmm. he decided to play the 2010 World Cup with 17 strikers and two defenders. So <laughs> we got to find a balance somehow. We do. We do. All right. All right. You off a goalkeeper. Riddick, I don't know how you're going to debate my goalkeeper here. There's just no chance. 
So <laughs> let's just save ourselves some time and go with Villal. All right, I'll give you the goalkeeper. I'll give you one. <laughs> That's right, we're going with the Argentina goalkeeper. I yeah. just because I never said it, so I, I expected you to come up with a better goalkeeper, not realizing how crap France's depth is. So I had a stat that I saved that I wanted to share at this moment. Philol across his career has 26 saved penalties. Now you think about how many World Cup games go to penalties. 26 saved. Not even misses or posts or anything. Saved. All right, Smash Shiva, I've already given you him a Relax. I've given you him. <laughs> I, I thought you'd felt more of a fight. I didn't get to say it. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, really France good. don't have great keepers, so... It's one nil to one nil to Argentina at this point. Then all right, right back. Who are we going for? We gotta go with my boy, my boy, most capped player for France, Turam. <laughs> uh, it is interesting he, because by trade he was a centre back, but he did yeah, but, he did some great work at right back, and he won the World Cup. I, Chef? See, I have an actual right back, right? <laughs> I mean, so, you kind of have a first right of all, I have the actual CDM. position player. But <laughs> what I would be willing to do, this is my generosity, <laughs> is put Zanetti at left back so that you can have to run because neither of us has a good left back. So we yeah, have to I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> How many or games did he play at left back? Wing back How many games did he play at left back? Not this many. <laughs> He's probably a better left so, back than we've got. He just about qualifies for 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 left back. He did play but, left back at least once. At least once. Okay. <laughs> sort of to run. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. You know, I found, um, you know, a couple of left wingers in left back positions. But okay, we'll, we'll let it slide. All right. So then, in a in a deal. They have gone for Turam at right back. Only if Zanetti, uh, Zanetti, Javier Zanetti, will be at left back. So that's our left and right backs down and dusted. Yeah. Right. Center backs, boys. Center backs. Hit me. I'll be willing to give you the center back who scored the most. But you have to at least put either Desai or Laurent Blanc in this team. It's a trade. All right, let, let's just both agree first that out of the four of them, Passarella is the sure thing. Yeah. Like Passarella the... is in this team, yeah. like regardless of anything else. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm generous. <laughs> now, well, you know, no. I could put in the butcher himself, Martinez. No, you cannot. <laughs> Listen, um, buddy. Listen. Might as well put in this is where. Listen, I. You know, if there's a debate, I get like the vote and everything. Veto any Liscangro Martinez chat. Okay, <clears throat> next. <laughs> right for me, my favorite French centre back yeah. is probably Desai. Yeah. Okay. Like you know, having watched highlights, the legends, all of it. And I don't know if it's a recency bias because obviously players like Regeri, I don't really know that well because they were before my time. But to me, Desai was what, like if you're in school and you're watching like how to be a defender, you should watch him. Yeah. So um, I think we put Desai in as the other centre-back. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. Even split apart from you got the keeper, so it's 3-2. But this is shaping up nicely. 
So we've okay. Just to recap, we've got the Argentinian goalkeeper Shiv. Hit me with the name one more time. Obaldo Filol, my friend. Obaldo Filol. At right back, we've got a Frenchman in Touron. At centre back, we've got Passarella. At uh, sorry, at the other centre back position, we have Desai, and in a deal. Between the two <laughs> managers, we've gone with Zanetti. Who we can confirm has played at least one game at, <laughs> at left back that he already beats yeah, that's what a traditional left back from each side. <laughs> right. We will continue the team right after a short break. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a very spicy set of players to go through for midfield and attack. Do stay with us as we'll go we'll go through those after the break. You're finished. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to part three of this incredible World Cup final special. And this, we preview the final, but we have gone over both a combined... Sorry, we've gone over an historical 11 for both Argentina and France. And we are in the middle of doing a combined 11 of the same. We've gone over the goalkeeper and centre-backs, followed with the left and right backs in the last section. Now we go to the midfield and the attack. Just before, just before you do, I've, I'm going to drop that knowledge bomb on you, boys. Zanetti, 56 games at left back. Ah, <laughs> so fine. he has played more than 50 games at left back. Yeah. Okay. My previous statement that he's definitely played at least one is correct. <laughs> you are not wrong, my friend. You are not wrong. Yeah. All right. Go ahead then. Now we did decide we'd either do a four-two-three-one or a four-three-three. You could argue that's kind of the same thing. But, yeah, hit us. Ladies and gentlemen, what we got at midfield? I think we go with two holding midfielders and four attackers. Personally. Yeah. Is that an agreement, Shiv? Yeah. yeah All right, we so we're going with 4-2-3-1. So, currently, Shiv is leading with three Argentine players to my French two. But that's about to change because, boys, we got to include Patrick Vieira. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You don't I mean, have to include Patrick Vieira. Yeah, but we have to. <laughs> <laughs> who is your Who is your other CDM? Uh, I've gone with Deschamps. Uh, Deschamps. Deschamps. But you could uh, even throw in Kante if you want. I think no, one of these. Two I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly step in and say they have to combine from they have to come from the combi- uh, the yeah. 11s that you have highlighted. I so was going to say that Kante didn't make your France all-time 11, but he's going to make the combined 11. Like yeah, so he has to make he has to have come from a list of your all-time 11. If he didn't, I'm sorry, he's not involved. I, my my two holding midfielders are good enough to be at least in this team. So Look, Patrick Vieira minimum. I think, I think the best three holding midfielders out of the four are Deschamps, Vieira, and Mascherano. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't think Ardias makes that list, mainly because we don't know him that well. Now, so, yeah. in those three, to pick two is very, very difficult. Like, who, who do you think is better, are Deschamps and Vieira? It's a tough one, but I'm going to go with Vieira. 
Right, and Mascherano is better than both of them. So that ooh, ooh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. So just before, are are you both in agreement that Vieira drops into this midfield? Minimum. I think, I think Vieira to. has to be in the midfield. Yeah. Okay. So I will. So we are saying that Vieira's in this midfield, and then the debate between it falls between Mascherano and uh, Didier Deschamps. Correct. Yeah. All right, but, you know, the champ, the captain, um, you know, the water carrier, as Cantona <laughs> dubbed him. We gotta include him. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, any uh, any I last mean, words? Five leaguers, two Champions Leagues, second most capped Argentina player. Like, <sighs> what are we doing? It is interesting. It is interesting. I mean, if Deschamps don't make the list, he's got to be at least the coach <laughs> out of the two. I can't be the manager. I can't get involved in any agreements between two managers over here. So if you want to name him as a manager, I have no choice <laughs> but to accept. So, um, are you guys going to go with Mascherano or are you guys going to go with Didier Deschamps? What, what are we having? I need a final verdict. Don't you step in at this point because we can't decide. <laughs> and exactly, that's what I wanted like you to that? say. I, okay, I think I'm going to give it to Dishon. Okay, yes. I think for yes. his for his country, he has been the better player. And I understand that, you know, in the 2010 World Cup, Mascherano was holding it down. The entire time for Argentina, but I, being the first French captain to lead his side to the World Cup winning, just tops that for me. So I will give it to Deschamps. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, so uh, how many players each now? So we have at goalkeeper we have an Argentinian, uh, right back French, centre back Argentinian, centre back French. Left back Argentinian. So you had 3-2 in the back five. Now we have 4-3 because we have two French midfielders. Yeah. It's a currently 4-3 to the French. Now, right. this, is this, my position. this position is a hot debate, boys. Cam, you had two, Shiv, okay? And Riddick had one. I've got three and two as well. Two camps. Platini. No, you had. Platini well, you played, played him at striker. Yeah, but Platini played Cam major, but he I put him at striker because he did play striker at some points. Okay, and I mean, given that we, you have Henri, who could also shuffle into striker, I'll allow it. Yeah, two each. Hit me. I mean, what is, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is a football <laughs> I have two of the goats at Cam. <laughs> Just write their bloody names down. Let's speed this crap up. It doesn't matter who Riddick's going to say. Messi and Maradona walk into this team. Ronaldo, so, right? I mean, Ronaldo. <laughs> Messi, bro, right? Ease, ease up, man. Ease up. That's next week. Buddy, or, or the week sorry, after, sorry. So. It, was, it just slipped my tongue. My tongue slipped. Um, Messi, right wing in the 4 2 3 1. That's a very. That, that's any see, see, now, Shiv, I, the reason I'm like. I'm not making it slightly obvious is because 
you can shuffle Messi and Maradona to the wings position. Yeah, and Messi played the in, all in the positions. middle. Or you can have them in the middle. And, you know, Messi has played across the front four like positions. So, Messi um, is it something worth exploring? Is, is, is the question. Sorry? Who is your best cam? Zidane. And Zidane plays where? Camp. In the center, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you play Messi and Maradona either side of him. But there's no way Messi and Maradona do not play in this team. Right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? That, 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 what are we talking about? <laughs> Shock horror voice. Messi and Maradona make the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Okay. This, is, this is not a debate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's uh, so then, I mean, you know, obviously we'll go for uh, Zidane in the middle, Maradona and Messi either side of him. Either side, yeah. All right, let's do that. So Dan in the middle of the park. Uh, Shiv, I'm gonna keep your two sort of positioning. So you went with the right side, Leo Messi, and, and left, left side, side Maradona. Maradona. So I'm gonna keep that just for in uniformity I, from I your team. Better, yeah. All right. I mean, to be honest, on the pitch, I don't see any of these guys sticking to their positions. Yeah. <laughs> They'll it's do whatever the hell they want. Three, three, three isn't it? But... Yeah, striker boys. Right, there's one striker what. spot. I'll tell you what, I'm a generous man, Ritik. So I'm gonna let you pick the striker. Your options are De Stefano and Batistuta, and <laughs> you can pick either. <laughs> what about Henri <laughs> and Mbappe and Platini? Um, first of all, neither is the striker in your team, so you can't. Whoa, have that. Whoa, so, I, think, I think I think I can allow Henri into the striker position. I mean. You guys said it yourself. You said Shiv. You know you had him as striker in your version of France, and we all he's left forward. So I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll but allow I picked them on the wings because they can play anywhere across the team, which is why. Here's my thing, right? In a team with this much talent, you need players who are devastatingly lethal in front of goal. Yeah. Right. Mbappe, Henri. G- give me Mbappe's goal record. Give me Henri's. He scored like what? Well, hey, Henry I will say, I will say, goals for France alone, fifty-one. I will say, Henri and Maradona are tied for one hand goal, handball goal apiece. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Like, look at what Rithik <laughs> just said. Henri's got fifty-one goals for France, right? Mm-hmm. Batistuta has fifty-four for Argentina. Mm. That's true. You know what I mean? He's That's got true. ten at the World Cups. Yeah, yeah. Mbappe's got thirty-three for France. So was that a number less than fifty-four? Mbappe's already got thirty-three for France, but is it not less than fifty-four? And he's got two fifty goals. Also, my thing about Mbappe is right. I'll be honest with you. I think if we did this in say ten years' time, Mbappe would be one of the first names on this list. But Mm. I'm struggling to put a player of his age in this team because we don't know what he will become. I agree with that. There's certain things. That, I mean, yeah. this debate could be hugely different come Monday morning if yeah, you know, like, if things you know go I mean? his he way. It could be a two-time World Cup winner or he could absolutely flop and then they never win a World Cup again. It's very difficult with Mbappe. Like with Messi, I know he's a current player, but it's different because he's towards the twilight of his career. Yeah, he's and he's done. He, he's done it. We're talking about Mbappe is 23 and still has to do a lot of it. So, 
Uh, I understand that. He's got 250 goals in his career already. But it's it's like you can't... There's loads of players like this. There's Mbappe, there's Haaland, etc. I think they will be generational talents one day. But they're not in that greatest of all time category because they're still too young to be. Yeah. And that's why Mbappe, like honourable mention, but I wouldn't put him in the team because I don't know what he's going to be yet. Yeah, that makes sense. Fair. So your only striker, if you will, is Thierry Henry, and Frank Latini. I will fight. Yeah, he's a cat. <laughs> I, I didn't like when you put him a striker in your team, and I'm not you're having like letting you have him a striker here. Well, Rishi, <laughs> step in because I cannot decide. Um, Rishi Platini was never a striker. Yeah, so I look, 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 look. I will say this. I do agree with Chiv in the Mbappe case because. Yeah, I agree. He's yeah. he's 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 too young to be considered in all of these teams. We don't know where his career will will take him eventually. So, I will definitely exclude him. Um, I will say the options for striker are the three players I am considering are Henri, uh, Batistuta, and Di Stefano. Now, I will put my you know I will put my foot down in here and. Um, Say that, Riddick, you have to choose between the two Argentinian players. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. The midfield I, I I gave you. I Midfield I gave you because genuinely I thought that they were better. But the strikers in this scenario have to fall to Argentina. I'm sorry. In my personal opinion, I'd put Di Stefano. But I'm happy to hear debates for Magistrano. So, pick yeah. Di Stefano. You know, it's rigged, but okay. <laughs> I don't. I know. No, I. I don't think so. I. I mean, if you look I'm at the overall saying. balance, I gave you the midfield debate. No, I'm because it's been fair. Yeah, that's right. I am the unshakable. I am not rigged. Okay, <laughs> no, they do not call me between De Stefano and Batistuta. It's actually a really difficult call. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually when I when I made the Argentina team the first time, I played with one striker. I played four two three one. Okay. And then I realized I couldn't decide between the two, which is why I changed the formation. Ah, uh, um, okay. So, yeah, both excellent strikers, both with the most ridiculous goal-scoring records. So, um, yeah, happy for it to be to Stefano. I, I don't think there's a right answer in that debate. Yeah. Fair enough. And if if I had to press you, since you were the one who coming up with the Argentina list, if I had to press you to give me just one for the striker spot, would you go Stefano <laughs> or would you go Batista? Just out of curiosity. I think here's my thing. I think De Stefano is the better striker. Okay. But for Argentina, he didn't do a lot. Whereas mm. Batistuta's Argentina record is absolutely ridiculous. Okay. I hear and what you're saying. Like I, I, I think saying. that's what it comes down to. If you're asking me for the better player, I think five consecutive, you know, European Cups, 216 goals, De Stefano was ridiculous for Real Madrid. But Batistuta obviously has 54 goals for Argentina. Ten of them were at World Cups. He's only behind Messi in that regard. So, like, if it was an like just an Argentina team, I'd probably have to pick Batistuta. But if we're saying best mm. striker, then that restriction doesn't really apply anymore, and I can pick Destavano. Okay. So then you're going Destavano for yeah. for, the, for this list. I'm picking Destavano. Okay, fine. All right, Destavano. And there you have it. Now, just to wait, recap, wait, wait, wait. boys, boys, how how many Argentina players is that? 
Yeah, I was just gonna go through that. I was just gonna go through that. Since well, maybe, maybe Riddick should count how many Argentina players there are. Riddick, count away. You won the battle, but I win the war. Just wait until I finish. So we got six Argentine players, five French players. We got Ooh. Deschamps as a player and a coach, so player manager. So I get the extra point, <laughs> and we're level. <laughs> So that that five five draw issue is looking like a six five in extra time to me. Uh, you know what? It does look like it. Uh, who was the the player that scored? Oh no, no, it was Blanc who scored the first uh, golden goal of the of the tournaments. Maybe yeah, might have scored an own goal in this scenario, but anyway, um, there you have it, boys and that and girls. That's our team. And just a quick recap of all the positions. We'll start from striker, go all the way down. We have Di Stefano at striker, leading the line. Behind him, we have the three incredibly talented Lionel Messi, Maradona, and Zinedine Zidane. My God. <laughs> okay. That's all I want to say for that one. Uh, then you have the two Frenchmen in the CDM positions, patrolling and making sure that nothing gets passed into the defensive areas, is Vieira and Deschamps, followed by 58 58 capped left back Zanetti. <laughs> okay. Marcel Desai, uh, Pasrella, uh, Turam at right back. And goalkeeper Shiv, hit us one more time with the name Obaldo Filol, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Filol and farewell to Francis Johnson's. There you have it. We are, go- if you're listening on Spotify, we are going to run a poll for which team. Do you think is better, Argentina or France, from the earlier section of our pod? And please do get involved. Let us know what you think. And uh, like I said, we will list our socials as well as the official Games Gone podcast social. Then you can get in touch with us over there. You go follow us on Twitter and Instagram and everything of that nature. Uh, I think we'll start with Twitter and then we'll slowly share our Instagram for that one too. Uh, get involved. Yeah, let us know what you think. And if there's any player we missed or if you want to comment, please reach out to us there. Last bit before we go, the final in modern day, ladies and gentlemen. It is on Sunday. And I would like a quick word on how you think it's going to go um, and your predictions. So I'm going to go to uh, Rithik first since he's the younger of the two of you. And we'll cap off with uh, with Shiv. So. Riddick, quick word on how you think the final is going to go. And I need your prediction at the end of it, too. Honestly, I've racked my brain thinking about this final. The Brazilian fan in me doesn't want doesn't want Argentina to win. But at the same time, Messi winning the World Cup would be a nice story. Mm. Um, I'll just quickly touch on France. I think France should remain largely unchanged. I, I think Konate should play the final over... Upaman Kano. I think Konate is a better centre-back than Upaman Kano, just flat out. Damn, damn straight. Um, damn straight. So, unless any injuries, I can't imagine too much change for the French lineup. Same with Argentina, I think. I can't imagine too much change. Did you know for France, Benzema's fit? Yes. Yes, I did see reports. I did see reports. And I saw him, uh, I think, in a uh, friendly game for Real Madrid also. I I saw posts of him. So he could be eligible for a call-up, boys, should they need a super sub. Absolutely. That yeah. would be a super sub and a half. Missing all tournament 
and comes in and scores if he, if he does. Ben's be like, I will be there no matter what. <laughs> right. Prediction? Yeah. Oh, I hope both teams lose. How about that? Hey, can both teams lose? <laughs> oh, man. I, I honestly, it's a toss-up. It could go either way. Oh, uh, I'm I'm really not sure. I'm going to go France just because I'm not an Argentina fan and I'm a Brazil fan. France okay. will win. Uh, uh, can I press you for a scoreline? 3-2. 3-2? Wow, you see a shootout. Why are you both scoring, you know? Right. Last, last time they played in the World Cup, it was a 4-3 win. So, if any, if that's All anything. Right. Fair, fair. Shiv, quick word from you and your predictions. Here's the thing. It is better for football if Argentina win. I don't know about all that. In terms of, you know, Messi's story, the whole goat debate, a South American team hasn't won the World Cup recently. 20 years? It, yeah. It, Since it Brazil? Be big for football. Having mm-hmm. said that, France will play how France play. This is what I was talking about earlier. I think Argentina will play better and France will win the big moments. And I think that's what this is going to come down to. You know, this mm. is what France do. They've been to the final before. They've won the final before. Mm. And I think there will be it'll be a tight game, but I think France will break a lot of hearts by winning it. Okay. And okay. if I had to go scoreline, I'm saying two one France with a late goal. Uh, normal time. Me. If Benzie plays, <laughs> then, uh, super sub Benz to get what a story that would be. He hasn't that would be a, it, it, super bro, sub for, imagine, minutes. imagine twenty minutes in the tournament and wins the World Cup. That's it. Just it, it would be a hell of a story. But now I think oh, extra time to one France. Okay, okay. Uh, my quick thoughts are, it like I, like I mean it's similar to what Riddick said. I am a Brazil fan, so Argentina winning it would not be fun. Having said that, I have grown up watching Messi and the man, the things this man has done for, for his country. He's tried and before and failed before, tried before and failed. So seeing him complete football would be something special. Yeah. Uh, the flip side of that is a young Frenchman going back to back, the first player to go back to back since Pelé in, in, in the 50s. Is a emerging storyline that I know we're comparing Messi because he has done everything and then is is kind of selling off. But what are we in store for if 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 Mbappe walks away with two World Cups before the age of of by twenty three? So it's incredible. Both star storylines on both sides. I will say, I think France have the better overall side, like I mentioned earlier. But when you have greatness like Leo Messi, anything is possible. So I will go a bit against the grain of you two here. And I will go for a 2-1 Argentina win. You're about to say Messi win because that's what it wants. (laughs) That is exactly what I want. I'm going to go for a bit of Encara Messi magic. Okay. And I think... Yes, in normal Ooh. time. 
because I just think that this man's on a mission and you know it's it's kind of like I feel like the stars of have just been continuing to align for him to take it home this time yeah. and yeah so I'm just going to go against the grain to see you know if if they you know I got to have at least one uh, prediction for Argentina out of the three of us so I'm going to go with them so yeah that's been our world cup final preview as well as a really fun segment I don't know what uh, you guys did think about it between the preparation and and going through it all I think it was a very um, fun segment I enjoyed it I enjoyed it a lot yeah and um I think it was also fun to be to be here you guys come up with your uh, teams and and arguments and for and against so definitely definitely uh like you know keep coming back to us this will be your second part of the week with us how lucky are you guys okay spend two two podcasts with us in one week that's incredible i have been your host rishi sony and the following two members rithik sony and shiv sony sada have been are great you know i just want to say one quick one thing about their they've gone through the research they've done everything they've done an incredible job with the teams as well as the combined 11 so here's to you guys for all the research and and everything that you've done in preparation for this episode and roll on the final <laughs>